there are so many misconceptions about this institution, which I learned to be false. So as a whole, most people in the United States don't really understand what this great building does. So it's a way to kind of not just demystify, but also to educate people about all the different problems that are going on in the world. That was Emmy Award-winning producer James Manos speaking from the podium at UN headquarters in New York for World TV Day in recognition of the great role television plays in bringing global issues to local households. This is Liz Scafidi. Welcome to The Lid Is On, our podcast series here at UN News. I've been working for about two years trying to figure out a story to tell about the UN, a fictional dramatization. That finally came to fruition. Mr. Manos is in the process of creating a new TV series based on the UN's work, with a particular focus on women's issues. He and Sarinda Swan of Marbles in Humans, a television series about a genetically altered race struggling to protect themselves from outside influences, stop by the studio to show how their projects are working to push forward the 17 Sustainable Development Goals. Right now it's called United, but it's not. United? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, you're but it's a capital U-N and then smaller, okay. I-T-E-D. The show is about people, specifically a division of women, who are mainly involved in gender equality and gender issues for women. And it's really, at the end of the day, again, it's, it's kind of taking a human look at what these women at the UN go through, what they suffer, what they sacrifice for the greater good. And they will sacrifice a lot of things in their own personal lives to make sure that people they don't even know have a better life, which is really kind of interesting. And it's based on that almost Talmudic saying, and it's actually the same thing in the Quran, where it's like you kill one person, you kill everybody. You save one, you save everybody. And that's really what it's about, how they manage to set aside their own personal difficulties to continue doing the right thing. Because most everybody that I've met here is extraordinarily disciplined and really determined to make a better life for billions of people around the world. So would you say that your participation in World TV Day had something to do with this new series coming well, I, I think it has everything to do with it, yeah. Uh, you intend to consult with real UN staff members? Not only that, I intend to hire some real UN staffers to be some of the writers on the writing team because it is a complicated institution. And even though we're dramatizing it and fictionalizing it, there's a lot of things that... I'm going to have to have vetted, so it's going to be a little bit of a tricky thing to write on a regular basis, but that's why I want to hire particularly women to be on the writing staff to help me kind of navigate what the storylines could be and what they can't be. I've already had one storyline rejected for the pilot, so I have to fix that. There's a certain sensitivity that I'm aware of. Do you intend to travel to different locations globally? Yes. Right now, the way it's structured in my head, I would say 70% takes place here in New York and 30% takes place in conflict states all over Africa and anywhere else. That would be great for the local economies. There are some that are much more easy to work in than others. Will you be hiring local people? I don't know the answer to that. What topics do you intend to cover? Well, I think certainly all the sustainable development goals, I mean, all of those issues from hygiene, gender equality, economic equality, all of those 17 goals that are all incredibly worthy, those certainly would be the bedrock, I guess, of the majority of the stories. But again, the stories are more focused about the women who are actually trying to change those problems. Do you expect each episode to touch on a different topic? Yes. I think there are certain storylines that will... 
as Sarinda can tell you as well, because she's so heavily involved in series world, that usually you will have one storyline that will be resolved in one episode, but you will have overarching storylines involving perhaps an issue that our lead character can't or is being thwarted to fix. But there's a lot of support in Hollywood for this show. People and want I, to see this made. Yeah, this and I think, I think where... it has to do a lot with the Me Too movement as well. Yeah. This really is about the empowerment of women. It's good timing for that. And how do you hope the TV series will actually create change? First of all, it will educate the American public as to what the UN really does and really kind of expose the fact that these are hardworking people with real legitimate goals because there's a lot of misconceptions about the UN across the country. This is a really worthy institution. And I think it's also going to bring to the attention that the way we live here in the United States is infinitely different than the way everybody else in the rest of the world lives, when 40% of the world's population, I think, is living under 250 a day. So it would bring to people's attention, hopefully get them a little bit more politically aware and certainly educated on a bigger scale. Because I think, unfortunately, right now, particularly in the States, people are kind of turning off to the rest of the world. And the more we are aware of what's happening in the globe, the better off we all are. When you were here before for World TV Day, you said that sparked this idea? No. A good friend of mine wanted me to come to the U.N. He said to me, I think there's a series here. I, at first, had no idea what he was talking about. I wasn't sure. I didn't really know that much either about the U.N. as far as how huge of an institution this is. And I started spending time with people who worked here. And it took me well over a year to ultimately figure out how to tell a story about these women in particular who were suffering a great deal from their jobs and how that impacts their personal lives and how their personal lives impact their jobs, which I think is usually kind of a juicy role. Could you imagine going into the bush and dealing with hundreds of women who've been horrendously traumatized by some guerrilla group? You're in the bush for three, four months, and then you come home and you find out your husband has been unfaithful. How do you download that to somebody? Kind of a look into humanity that way. Sounds like a very tall task. It is a tall task, yes. And I'm a little intimidated myself by it. So. Is there anything else you would like to add? The more people know about it, the better. And people like Sarinda has done so much <laughs> great work managing to inject some real issues in the shows that she's worked. And very few actresses or actors do that for that matter. Last year, when Sarinda Swan was a panelist, she spoke to me about how she used her TV character in the U.S. drama series Graceland to raise awareness of sex trafficking by having her sold into slavery. This year, Miss Swan talked to us about her role as Jenny Cooper in the new Canadian TV series Coroner, a show she's quite proud of that deals with mental health, feminine equality, and what she calls beautiful diversity. As Jim has stated, you've done so much work to promote women's issues. What brings you here today? Anything in particular? It's incredible as an actor to be able to have a completely different platform and to have a voice and a stage that the UN provides to bring awareness to the importance of media and the importance of television if we make it important, if we make that part of our job important. So it's infiltrating our storylines or our plot points or our characters with real life issues and topics that we care about and things that we really want to see changed within society. Last year in the studio, Sarinda spoke to us about what she called the blood diamond effect. 
you go to see a blockbuster movie because DiCaprio's in it and then you leave questioning your ring or you question your next purchase or where did my diamonds come from? And it's this sort of vicarious education on a topic that you weren't necessarily interested in but now care about or at least are aware of. Each project that I do, I have sort of little requirements. And if they're not extremely obvious, I look at whether or not I can bring that into my character or bring that into the show or talk to the creators or figure out a way that I can talk to the audience as it's airing to then bring up my causes or concerns. So maybe you can catch us up. What have you done over the past year Yeah, since, since we last <laughs> chatted? Since we last chatted, I had finished a Marvel project where they had shaved my head. And I, immediately I'd done a TED Talk on it on sort of the importance or unimportance of hair and how that brings an interesting perception of femininity and the definition of your femininity with your hair. And so I kind of led into that side of things, which was interesting and tons of fun. And I just recently finished a show called Coroner, which is actually a Canadian show. And I'm really proud of it. It deals with mental health. It deals with feminine equality. It deals with beautiful diversity in a way that We have the most diverse cast I've ever worked with, and we don't pat ourselves on the back for it. We have First Nations, we have trans, we have gay, we have straight, we have almost every ethnicity sort of within Toronto. It's based in Toronto, and we don't ever address it. We just are. And I think that's what's so important, and that's why I love things like World TV Day, where we can start to talk about how diversity, how inclusion, how mental health, how women's rights can all be infiltrated into entertainment. And we can start changing the conversation through what people see on screen. And that becomes the new norm, hopefully. Completely. Absolutely. There's a great campaign of when, I think it's called When I First Saw Myself. And it's about when did you first see yourself on television? I was talking to one of our actors and she was saying to me, she was like, I hadn't seen myself on camera up until a few years ago. And she's First Nation and and trans. And she was like, I just have never seen myself And I was like, what a shame, because you are such a beautiful human being, and we need to rectify that. And we don't want to exploit that. We want to rectify it. So we have this amazing capacity to be able to hire Torontonians in a way that represents what Toronto actually is. I I think that's amazingly cool you're doing that. I didn't know that. I think that's really wonderful. Yeah, we have a diversity clause. My production had to donate to charity in order to hire me. We had to make sure that we were completely represented. And they were all very excited about it. Like, I did not come up against any pushback. We're a female-run show. Our writer, director, producer, all females. It's really empowering show to be on. I think that's highly commendable. It really is. And I and I, I didn't know the show was so diverse in, in, in terms of the sexuality of all of these characters. Oh, yeah. And I think that's why days like World TV Day are important because I get to come out and talk on UN Radio and be like, hey, this is something I'm really proud and in awe of what we're doing and I want it to become the new norm. It covers all the messaging that the UN is trying to push out. Yeah. So it works really well together. And that's the thing is obviously with SDG3 and SDG SDG 5, we look at those and those Which are exactly are SDG three? health. And then SDG 5 is women empowerment. Very good. And so, thank you. And so that's the type of thing is when you can cross over what's happening with world issues and pull them into everyday context. When we air, 
I want to be able to tweet out. I want to be able to have Instagram live chats and be like, how does this episode affect you? I mean, we deal with mental health. My character suffers from anxiety. She's addicted to Ativan. How does this affect you? And here are resources that could help. You hope to interact yeah, with the audience. Absolutely. I think, and then bring it back and be like, hey, when I was at the UN, these are some of the SDGs that we're talking about and be like, how else does this fit in? And so that people don't feel alone with their issues. That was James Manos and Sarinda Swan, two TV industry veterans who are trying to make a positive difference on the small screen. I hope you have enjoyed this Tinseltown-focused edition of our Lid Is On podcast. Stay tuned, and maybe you'll see me, Liz Scafidi, in the upcoming TV series as a courageous UN staffer. Thanks for listening.